What's up, DGens? Welcome to another episode of Kyabogenesis, Trial by Fire. Please make sure you check out our Twitter, at Kyabogenesis, for all updates pertaining to the show. Now, let's get it started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kyabogenesis, Trial by Fire. I am your host, Nine God. And with me always from the Kyabo team, we have the Chief Justice of the Underground Citadel himself, Melon Apple. And today, guys, we have the Fearless Bulls Club. And on their handle, we have LSE, B-Netter. And LSE, if you just want to, um, you know, talk about a little bit about yourself and, you know, what Fearless Club, Fearless Bulls Club is about. Sure. Yeah, so guys, uh, as thank you for that that kind introduction. Um, I'm LSE, B-Netter. You can also call me Austin. Um, so... Outside of Web3, I'm kind of a, an engineer uh, turned entrepreneur. I run my own marketing agency. Um, and then within the Fearless Bulls ecosystem, I'm also kind of in charge of marketing and, and branding. Um, along with actually, I see Marky Love here. Shout out to him. He's uh, my cohort and, and our social media manager. Um, but yeah, for those of you who don't know about Fearless Bulls Club, um, you know, the premise of what we're building is really simple. We're striving to be, and currently are, the largest community-led fund on Solana. Um, and so what that means is we, you know, the main crux of our project is we buy, hold, and trade NFTs from other projects. Um, we see it as kind of like our outreach into the Solana community, an opportunity to build up the chain because we believe in its long-term longevity and, and what it stands for. Um, and yeah, the, the, the general concept is that the royalties from our, our trading and the profit from our wealth management and, and investment activities uh, go into our bullish growth fund, which we strive to kind of compound over time. And then holders of our NFTs receive what we call bullish, which is our native kind of token that we've built our ecosystem around. And we run raffles, auctions. We have a sports book coming. We have a different like plethora of mini games and things that we run and people can participate with. And then ultimately the idea is that it will also be our mechanism for profit sharing back to our holders. So uh, it, it gives people the opportunity to be involved in a really elite community of investors. Um, and it also potentially gives people who aren't so comfortable in the NFT space the opportunity to have exposure towards some of the high cost blue chip projects like I might not be able to outlay $50,000 for a D god but I can certainly you know spend 60 70 80 bucks for fearless bull so you're almost kind of like buying a fractional share uh, of a Solana NFT index fund in a way yeah that's pretty cool and you guys have been around for for quite a while now um, you guys are one of the the ones that have stuck around for and and been pretty successful and pretty uh, I mean pretty visual like everybody kind of knows who you guys are um, and I feel like you've done a very good job of establishing yourselves in the space so big props to you guys on that um, yeah, th thank you <laughs> sorry uh, in terms of you know um, how you guys have, I'm, I'm really interested, you know, for people who might not be so familiar with your guys' club, um, what's the mechanism? Like, how, how do you guys select which projects to invest in? So a lot of it is, uh, you know, we, we do have a lot of like subjective criteria. Uh, our founder, DJ Tricks, you know, is very involved in terms of like 
networking with the community. We also leverage the NFTs that are held within our fund to kind of get the inside scoop from like what I would call like the, the in the no DAOs. Like we're a part of the Monkey Baby Bus Driver Club. We're a part of Pumas. We actually got issued our own like one of one recently. We have several alpha callers and full-time technical analysts on staff who analyze everything from macro trends to individual NFTs and projects based around catalysts. And then we kind of develop our own individual like thesis around uh, each investment that we make. Um, like an example of this would be everyone was really high and, and I'll even give you an example of a time where it didn't necessarily shake out because things don't always. Um, we you know, went big on an investment in Trip and Apes and uh, we, you know, they minted out, they were high. We saw a little drop. We were accumulating mostly in the 50 to 60 soul range and we were using a validator node and a uh, rarity table to snipe some of the like orange juice Dow apes and like uh, take early entry positions. And so while that investment, I mean, we're still long-term bullish on trip and apes, didn't necessarily play out. We were able to very much like mitigate our downside by like taking timed entries and exits. And we were also in the know because of our networking, like, hey, which rarities of this brand new mint are actually going to form sub DAOs. And so we targeted those and we bought them and the amount of due diligence and like networking effect within our community allows us to make like much more informed investment decisions and kind of mitigate that risk for our holders versus if you and I had to go and collect all that information. I mean, I run an agency full time. Like part of the reasons I actually got involved in Furious Bulls was for, for that uh, passive investment uh, opportunity just kind of grew my relationship from there so that makes sense so is the information gathered by like a central core team or would it be is it more decentralized uh in in the aspect of like do your can communities uh, can your community members come up and and have they come up and like given their own proposals and insights on what uh, investments you guys should make Absolutely. So we actually have like weekly reviews of our holdings that we've just recently resumed. Uh, when the project started, we would hold like every Monday we would get on around uh, 6 p.m. EST and uh, people would come in and they would provide their input or their feedback on what we own. Should we stay in? Should we get out? And so we actually hold dedicated times and sessions to like share community alpha and transparently you know, review every single holding in the wallet to try to get feedback from the community on whether we should buy it, whether we should double down, or whether we should kind of like cut our tails and run. Um, and so kind of crowdsourcing that information is, you know, super effective. Um, at the same time, there is a core team of people, uh, especially our founder, DJ Tricks. I mean, our team, shout out to everybody at Fearless Bulls, but we have around 14 to 15 uh, moderators and, and paid staff who kind of help full-time or in an advisory role uh, to keep all the wheels spinning behind the scenes. Um, but the main trader for our fund is actually DJ Tricks. Um, he's our founder, previously worked at Magic Eden, and he's a NFT, very well connected in the space. I would, I would call him an NFT connoisseur. Um, so he spends most of his days actually in the discords, promoting projects, talking to other projects, you know, digging up alpha, trying to make informed decisions on where we want to actively invest our funds. And uh, I have to give it a lot of credit and props to him because he spends a tremendous amount of time both doing his own due diligence and orchestrating kind of that 
community fed uh, information stream. So, yeah, man. Uh, DJ Tricks has come on a few of a uh, few of our spaces with with Astros, and all, every single time, like he's been an all star. Like he's he's very good at public speaking. He's very good at uh, speaking his mind and connecting with people. Um, I think that's one of his greatest strengths, and uh, I'm kind of jealous that uh, you have him on your team. And <laughs> he's the founder. So the man is an absolute <laughs> legend. He's everywhere at once. I just don't know how he does it or when he finds time to sleep. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, so yeah, have you guys made any recent uh, investments other than Tripinate? that uh, you guys are really excited about? Are you guys talking about any sort of uh, investments that you're potentially going to make? Um, or, you know, projects that you decided to like stray away from? Anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I could talk about a few. Um, and, and this is where kind of like the alpha comes. Like we actually have been in and out for a time in uh, Solana monkey business. Um, and recently we've bought an additional like two or three, picked them up for our fund. Uh, we know the projects kind of migrated in under new ownership. We know they had a really strong presence at NFT NYC. And we think that maybe not in the short term floor price, but long term, you know, that's going to definitely pay off and they're going to start correcting course back in the right directions. Um, we love Pumas. We've been doubling down on our position there. Recently, they actually made our own one of one puma bull for our fund and minted it out for us and provided it to us so that was really awesome and really thankful for that um trying to think oh yeah i should bring up uh so one of the projects i think tricks has been super bullish on lately that we've kind of entered is uh we've entered art of mob in force um we really like the model of the free mint that they did we can tell like we're not necessarily sure who's running the project and they're a little bit shadowy with their identities still um but definitely seems to be a, an, an experienced team you can tell from the quality of their website the quality of their discord server the quality of their art and the fact that they kind of published a free mint that's now experienced over you know what is it fi almost fifty-six thousand um in in volume over the past week um so we're very bullish on that project as well just just three examples i guess to name a few yeah i've been i've been paying attention to some of those projects as well and especially what uh i agree with you that art of mob is sort of interesting um they came in with like the 25 soul mint <laughs> which which got everyone to kind of cock their head and be like what <laughs> and then they turned it into a free mint and then everyone was like oh shit the these guys these guys are interesting and then uh yeah, their team seems to be uh, yeah. quite interesting as well. Um, they contacted us about uh, potentially doing staking, but um, we're still in discussions about that. Oh, Microfrog. Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still looking into that with or at least Art of Mob. Like, I think I was listening to a space, and I believe they're saying they're going to like let you create your own NFTs of like clips and sports moments and stuff like that. And that's just a whole another like legality issue that they claim that they have the rights to but i think they're misinterpreting it but i could be wrong i think the essence the core premise of what they're trying to build is more of like a video nft oriented uh project so with like magic magic eden you know and and this is where you have to be careful in this space this is a whole topic that i would like 
go down a rabbit hole about um we can talk about but like how do you build utility that has a moat you know like utility is great and making some substantial revenue gains for like a month or two is great but like how easy is what you built to replicate we've seen like you know the rise and fall of launch pads within the space where you know people came in and you know hydra built a launch pad and and uh like a couple other projects built launch pads and now all of a sudden like you have 10 or 15 options to launch nft mints and projects on and that was great when solana was riding high and they were taking a percentage of a high amount of like free capital now that the market's downturn that capital is not necessarily free and there's a lot of competition to mint out like strong projects um so that utility in a sense was kind of like a race to a bottom like yeah it's real yeah it's tangible but we're all racing to undercut each other because it wasn't that difficult to establish. So when I look at a project like Art of Mob and they're like, okay, we're going to build a marketplace for video NFTs. Like that has some novelty. It's a little bit different than what an OpenSea or a Magic Eden has to offer. And like, yeah, do they, can, can those projects come in and replicate what they're doing? Like, yes. So then the answer to them is, is really, and what we're also watching that you brought up is like, how strong are their licensing agreements? Like what kind of IP or deals or people can they convince to bring to that platform like right away? And how quickly can they get to a first mover advantage? So we see that there's like a lot of hype around the project right now. We really like what the team's building. We like the art style. We like their guerrilla marketing tactics. And so we think that there might be something there, but we're always monitoring. And, and, and if the thesis changes to your point, like those licensing deals don't materialize, or the platform takes too long to to get online, then you know we we would we would very much consider an exit to to protect the assets of our community and our holders. So yeah, it's definitely uh, like a not long term, but you just almost got to see if it's you know if it's going to work, right? Because the company I believe that his brother owns, but that he's partnered with, has rights from what I listened to from their conversations, have rights to like stream or use that video in the country they're in but i don't think you know they're selling it and from what i heard how they market it is like like you know michael jordan's flu game shot right or his the, the buzzer beater like you could create that into an nft and then sell that like those rights or like a your favorite movie clip right you could create that part into an nft and sell on the marketplace and you might be able to be partnered or have like a some kind of deal with like the bigger corporations or like the media outlets, but I don't think they they would willingly let you make money off of their, you know, their their product. Well, I mean, the the whole concept of an NFT is that you don't actually own the image; you own the pointer to an image. So I don't think there's any way that you can actually say that they're breaking the law by selling an NFT that points to a particular clip. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's like yeah. it's, it, there's a lot of gray areas and hopefully they do figure it out like you said first movers and they maybe just it works and it will if it works it'll be a huge i just don't understand the whole point of having a, a video based nft what's the advantage of a video nft compared to any other sort of nft yeah that's that's for another conversation when we go off on our tangent we'll bring lsc back <laughs> yeah. yeah we could go way far down yeah, that rabbit hole that, yeah it's a whole i mean there's a lot of projects like that right but yeah um, you, you 
that would I would I would say like point to like an an NBA Top Shot or like UFC just launched First Strike launched through yeah. Dapper Labs. That's what I would go like look at as kind of a model for an uh, but a yeah, video but, style NFT. But these but these companies are like they're they hold their you know their product their stuff hostage right they they don't want anybody using it right so yeah that's you know, so that's like, it's interesting it's there's a balance between like inclusivity versus like protecting your property rights and so then the know. question like they're gonna run into this really quick is like what kind of licensing rights and where are important to people who are like you know, purchasing these NFTs on this video marketplace, you know, without going too far down the rabbit hole, but you, you piqued my interest. So it's too late, right? Like, <laughs> look at the trading card market for like football, baseball, basketball cards with collectibles. Like for the longest time, Panini now has for maybe like 10, 20 years, like held the licensing rights for you know, football and basketball, like the official licensing rights. And that means that their blockbuster elite products like have a higher perceived value in the marketplace. And then Tops has held baseball for as long as I can remember. But then recently, like Fanatics came in and bought the licensing rights outright from like the NBA and the NFL and the MLB. And then they swept in and bought Tops for pennies on the dollar and now they're forming their own new like sports card empire. And so the question bears in mind, like do the collectibles that they release in 2023, 2024, 2025 convey and hold the same amount of value as they do this year or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And really that's kind of up to the market to decide, but, and you can only speculate on it. So I think that that's an interesting point. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know they did all that. I'm fanatic, man. I remember they were just like a little small little what, the merchandise store. Now they're sheets. They're making moves, man. They, <laughs> they they're making huge moves. So but, no, so get, like um, going back to our topic. Well, maybe we'll save it for another day. But um, I think I was your the founder of Tricks. I heard him in with Astros and the sports club, right? And I never I heard of Fearless Bulls Club, but I I didn't own any, and I ended up buying two. And then, you know, came in the community and all that. And um, you guys do your your auctions, right? The cattle, the cattle market. Do you guys plan on making that into like an app or like a simpler way for for people to experience that? Yes, sir. So there's actually a live prototype that you can see. Um, we're still running them manually. But if you go to cattle market dot fearlessbulls.club you can actually see the the um you know the the domain is already pointing to the hiroko project um and we kind of commissioned some some devs the same people who helped build like d god's raffle site have been helping us build our own um and yeah that's very much our intention uh we're also looking for ways you know we do a lot of things for free within the fearless bulls community we, we do a lot of like whitelist hunting in a very structured and regimented way. Um, I mean, we gave free whitelists to our community for, for OK Bears, for Trippin' Apes, for Great Goats, and those kind of projects. Some, some have planned out, some haven't, but all of them are opportunities for our community where they could have made a lot of money. Um, and we're looking for ways to maybe take those whitelist spots, take the merchandise that we've produced, take, you know, kind of our sharing, the NFTs that we purchase or auction or raffle from the fund and throwing them up onto that site to kind of 
bolster the value for that V bullish token that you've been accumulating um, as you've been staking your bulls. So that's pretty cool, man. I, I really like the uh, the fact that you guys are buying NFTs and then you're trading them because ultimately, I think if we're going to create a successful economy in Solana, you need a high like throughput. You need a lot of like economic activity and projects that contribute to that and uh, provide good information so that people can actually like participate in a way that um, you know they they're going to do it together and they feel like they're going to benefit from um, ultimately you know that translates to higher economic activity and if you just have more money changing hands then that's just going to inflate the prices of assets and people are going to have access to a higher amount of funds but at the same time you know because you can't use Solana for things like rent or you can't use Solana to pay for groceries, then at some point in order to realize those profits, you got to exit. And I think that's like a huge issue um, with, you know, crypto in general. Uh, it's a very speculation driven market. Um, in that sense, do you guys see yourselves investing in more infrastructure um, in the future rather than, you know, NFT projects? Yeah, I mean, so one of the things, and I'll rewind here too, like Fearless Bulls is, we're super interested in adding additional facets and things. And we're actively looking for ways to become involved in infrastructure or like create our own revenue generating activity in the space outside of just investment syndicates and vice and, you know, the profits for our bullish growth fund. We actually have weekly meetings and talk about this and say like, hey, where's you know, we have some remaining liquidity and capital. We can invest in more NFTs at the bottom, but we also want to create our own like infrastructure or, or standing revenue stream for our project. Um, because when Fearless Bulls started out, it was actually supposed to be kind of a 50-50 project. There was two founders. There was a guy, there's DJ Tricks, as you know, and uh, a guy named Andrew. And Andrew was like an eight-figure e-commerce founder. And so our original intention was to create our own e-commerce store and then kind of white label that for other projects um, and license it to them within their native token to allow them to do their own e-commerce stores. Um, we launched our own and we bought all the merch and we sourced it from suppliers and it was, it was a handful. And then Andrew actually stepped away from the project for a time. So like while Andrew made his exit, we also kind of temporarily exited that e-commerce space and that infrastructure space. And it's been not until recently that you know, we really wanted to shore up the fund. We wanted to make sure with the downturn that we were protecting the assets in, in our projects so we would have that money to redeploy other places. Um, and now those conversations are starting to start up again. So we've talked about, you know, doing another foray into an e-commerce store. Like, I know merchandise is something everyone does, but like we, you know, have conversations of, hey, are we willing to run the risk to take the leap uh, in regulation to actually allow that to be done in native token because like while we know that there's some legality issues there somebody has to make the first move to your point to kind of overcome these legal barriers and say hey i'm going to ask for forgiveness not permission to do this and advance the chain further um we've talked about standing up our own validator servers to help contribute to to the chain because you know if you're bullish on solano long term like what better way to support the network than become a part of it? So 
we have a lot of ideas and things that we've considered, but I mean, I'll be the first to admit to you, we, we move pretty slow. We like to take our time to consider all of our options and, and deploy the funds in places where we know they're not going to evaporate overnight because we realize that the money we've been given by our holders is the only money that we get. So, Fair enough, man. I, I mean, I always say like people always want things to happen super quickly, but I think taking precise precision steps is more <laughs> is going to be more beneficial, especially when you have a limited budget than, you know, doing some sort of uh, loose spray and pray type uh type plan and I, I totally agree you know just uh take your time and take the right steps that will get you to the goal right the no one's gonna judge you for taking a couple extra weeks or a couple extra months to get to your goal if you get there yes they will 100 percent, they will yeah I'm like, that's what, we're in the nft space who am i what am i talking about you take more than six hours or something it's no what, what it's a rug what are you doing but I mean, yeah, that's a really good point that you, you bring up because like we had those periods where like basically you saw like post mint our, our, our all time high was around like three to four sold. And so that was our initial run up. And then people, you know, when the project like kind of the initial canister of like hype ran out, right, we started to come back down. But that didn't bother anyone in the project because we had a roadmap and we had ideas and we were going to build the e-commerce store and that's where we were headed. And of those people, when we put staking live, you know, like we immediately went to around like 80% staked. And then over time, like that number kind of climbed up to 90, 91 before it peaked around like the 92% stake level. And ever since we've seen a lot of like ebbs and flows in our floor price and we can see like from the listings, like we track who's a part of the project, who's trying to exit, you know, who's coming back in. And we try to cater to, especially like the larger members in our legends club and things like, Hey, what are you, why are you guys leaving? Like, what are you looking for? Like, how could we may have made the project better for you? We're obviously still building. You see us doing things daily, but you made an exit. Were you simply trying to make a quick buck or do you see some sort of long-term deficiency with our project? And we use that feedback to kind of like correct course. And as a result of that, like, yeah, the floor price, like we'd love if it was at 10 soul or like 15 soul. But as an underlying like liquidation value, we're holding about 1.2 soul per NFT worth of underlying NFT assets. You know, you can make an argument that some of those are illiquid, but that's the underlying value according to, to market values today. So that for us has kind of become a floor. And then over time, like we've been able to onboard people who are more and more dedicated to the project. So even during that massive downturn, like where everybody else's projects were evaporating, we actually had like a little mini local maxima um, where people are getting excited about a lot of the things that we're building. And we never dropped below, I think, 90 or 89% stake through that whole debacle. And I think we're well back over 90. So we've kind of had multiple shakeouts of what we would kind of call you know, the paper hands, right? And each time we feel like between those local mins and maxes, our community comes back a little bit stronger. But based on what we see from other communities, we see a lot of people get discouraged and we know that's not always the case. So we're pretty, in that sense, like, yeah, you have to pay attention to it, but we don't pay it, I guess, too much mind. 
yeah definitely man yeah like i mean i felt the same way with mega froggle like uh back in november uh when we minted out um you know the floor kind of dropped a little bit before below mint which was like at 0.5 soul oh no 0.49 soul um and then it, it went down to maybe 0.3 and then people were getting scared and then we had a couple run-ups to like one or two soul and then it would just drop back down um and then you know it, it kind of went through the cycles uh multiple times before um, you know, people started getting really on board with what we were doing. And then uh, I, it did a run up to like five or six. And then now it's like pretty much holding at around four soul. Um, we had a couple run ups to like 10, but we kept coming back down and um, which is pretty incredible. It's still like a 10x from what we minted at. Uh, but at the same time, we know that we can do way more. Um, and we're, we're kind of going through the same process again, where we're shaking out people who aren't really in it for the long term. Um, and, you know, those are the guys who are going to be uh, ultimately uh, rewarded for their patience because we got we got Mecha State coming out pretty soon here, um, which is basically like a SaaS product. Uh, people can come in, any project can come in and create their own staking platform in a matter of minutes. And then we have a number of different products uh, coming out pretty soon as well. Oh, that's some in-to-know information right there, LSC. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to. No, like it's, no, it's, that for sure is though. It piqued my curiosity. I was thumbing through the white pa paper that you sent a little bit last night, but um, I I always plan like everybody I do talks with their spaces with. You don't always get the chance to deep dive before. But if they pique my interest enough, I dig in afterwards. So I'd say you guys are, are very comfortably in that category right now. So yeah, make us get some things. So um, what what is the celestial bull? Is that just like one of the um, attributes on NFTs? Yeah. So the celestial background is the rarest bull background of the OG NFT collection. Um, so recently we, you know, some of the community members had talked and some of the admin team and they're like, Hey, we want to be able to do some things and collaborate with, uh, other projects outside of the core team, because as a core team, it, we do a lot of due diligence on projects, but we're very methodical and careful about like who we promote, who we network with, who we are willing to do talks and spaces with, like we vet all those things. Um, and so the community wanted the ability to kind of like, have their own sub DAO and like engage with other projects, like talk about whitelist banter amongst each other. And there are a lot of like other successful sub DAOs that we'd seen in projects. So that's kind of our, the Celestial Club is our community led sub DAO. Okay. Like, like Spear and DAO, I believe in Astral's and the Monkey DAO that just bought out the founders, right? And SMB. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. And, um, uh, no, so like I said, I've been here probably about a couple weeks now that I've been a holder, but I love that you guys, you know, um, are pretty transparent in all the moves you guys make. It's all in the channels, you know, every, everything's there. So that, that's always a cool thing. And like you say, you came back to the Monday, um, uh, like the briefings and all that stuff. I've, I think I caught one, but I try to try to get more where I'm gonna try to buy with you guys a couple times. But no, but I do appreciate, you know, that just the transparency and just showing everything, all the, you know, transactions, the buys, the sales, 
all that good stuff. And and I mean, like, I'll be the first to admit to you guys, we don't have the strongest core dev team in Fearless Bulls. It's not our strong suit. You know, we're NFT investors first, we're networkers second, and then everything else third, and somewhere along that line of things like development effort kind of falls into play. But we still have a role to play within the space. So we're, albeit slowly again, like working on ways to build uh, more transparency. So like we didn't necessarily want to deploy community funds for this, but, you know, we have a couple members in, in the Discord who have been building a Node.js app um, to try to integrate several of the different wallets that, that trickle into the main wallet and help to add more transparency to our buys and sells. Because um, we do have that Discord channel that tracks the buys and sells, but we do P2P trading of different NFTs. We facilitate deals that don't actually always go through Magic Eden. And we have a backend spreadsheet that, that is publicly viewable, but not always advertised um, in a Google Sheet where we've tracked every single buy, sell, and trade since the inception of Fearless Bulls two months ago, or not two months ago, but like four, four or five months ago. And for the past two months, um, we've been really heavily investigating, like, how can we make this publicly available, like, through, like, a web app um, so that people can come in anytime and see the trading history, not just through that single uh, NFT eyes wallet, because, you know, like, some things aren't, aren't active stake, actively staked, like, some things don't have uh, liquid staking. And so we have NFTs that are staked that aren't fully visible all the time. We have wallets on the side that we do mints and, and operate validator activities through. And we still, those things are necessary for us, but we still want to create transparency for our holders into what's happening all throughout the Fearless Bulls ecosystem. So we, you know, we, we work really hard and that's something I personally push for is like transparency is important. We, we, we have a fiduciary duty to, to kind of uh, protect the money of our holders and, and to show them what's going on, whether that can legally be enforced or not. And I think that by and far, everyone on our team kind of believes in that. So, Yeah, it, it just kind of seems like that's the equation right now in the Solana space. Like there's really good marketers and investors, but they're not so good at the dev work, right? There's really good builders and dev people, but they're not very good at marketing. You know, when, once everybody comes, not everybody comes together, but, you know, once people start coming together, I think everything will start taking off. I, I can tell you, I know, like, so I have a computer <laughs> engineering degree. That's actually my background. And I can tell yeah. you, I know that Rust isn't the most beginner friendly language, even though I understand why they chose it for the Solana chain. Um, so finding so, Rust devs is a big barrier to entry. So we, we know a guy... If you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours because we might need your area of expertise. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, so uh, we're working on, so I'm involved with Mecha Lab and I'm also involved with uh, Aegis Lab. And uh, so those are two developer teams that are working to basically um, make it meaningless to have a developer in the NFT industry because you're going to be able to basically have the entire toolkit that pro a project owner or project manager might need. Um, so hopefully, you know, um, you know, if you guys ever need developer support, uh, you'll be able to just access it whenever you need. That I think is, uh, something we've been waiting patiently for. So I'll have to hook up with you guys offline and, and talk about that more. And we'll have to rope tricks in the less rest of the leadership team in because 
yeah as the marketer it's not always my focus but <laughs> and we definitely need some help with the marketing aspect <laughs> don't Maybe reveal we'll do our weaknesses I got you guys. <laughs> you, hey you have to be willing to talk about your weaknesses all right that only makes you better well and that's the thing too like as a marketer i, I kind of i look at like a lot of the like uh different projects and i i find it baffling like how how little people do to like vet organic following or discord engagement and things so we have i think like marky you could correct me but a little over 9,500 followers on our Twitter. And I think we have around 10,000 plus people in our Discord. And I could vouch and say like, at no point in time since the inception of our project, have we engaged in any sort of botting or like promotion act related activities. We simply don't spend money on it. It's all organic engagement that we've built up over time. Um, and I mean, we, we expect that, you know, we're actually building towards the launch of a secondary collection, our profile picture, which we've identified as being like, very important for branding and even through that like we've had conversations from time to time like i'd be lying if i i didn't say that optics are important in marketing but we really all of those followers and things that you see from us right now 100 percent organic we've built it from the ground up um and we try you know to avoid me particularly like talking about marketing strategy we avoid shilling strategies we don't do the copy paste like whitelist templates you might see them first come first serves that we share with our community and like um you know our discord channels but you won't see it on our twitter you know we have we have rigid content pillars that we've developed um to help us share content that we feel that the members of our community would find valuable um we try to talk about and post positive threads about um the projects that we're holding within our funds and so we're like very committed to again like a, a long-term content strategy it's it's we we view fearless bulls as not an opportunity to like make money but a long-term brand that we're building towards so yeah and that's definitely what we're trying to aim for for ages and it, it definitely is so hard and melon always has to tell me but like you want to drink from that kool-aid right you see all these other projects doing these you know shit posts or just crap like it's like but they get to follow it's like man it's it's so hard not to drink from the kool-aid it's 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 not real though man like you gotta I have know, the tools and the ability to go check it i mean like <laughs> anybody with, with a brain would look at like a project and be like you don't have more followers than magic eden pre-mint it's just not possible <laughs> you know like, we're, we're djs we only have half brains <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but yeah um, no that, that like i said that is one of the goals for ages but you know we'll we'll see how it goes we're just starting on, at least for that I think that you guys are, you know, I try to, we do our fearless talk segment and I would love to have you guys on, uh, to, to return the favor, um, here soon. But I think that, that creating dedicated content out of these Twitter spaces and doing these like in person and, and very personable kind of like talks and discussions are exactly like what you, what are going to grow your following. And it's never going to be like people always, uh, I think Bill Gates said this, but people underestimate or overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. Um, like each Twitter spaces for me, you know, we hold a fearless talks. I advertise on the native hashtags and we bring in, if we bring in one or two people who come up and ask questions about the project and are excited about it and, and leave from that hour of my time. Um, that's a win for me. 
and a lot of people wouldn't look at it that way but it's like you've created one to two like real authentic engagements and really sold somebody on your vision and belief versus trying to shill to like a thousand or ten thousand people and just like randomly create a spark of engagement and i think when you get in the chat channels and you you see like fearless bulls like you see more throughput in the chat you see more people actively involved in the community and it it eventually becomes a snowball effect but you can't like you can't you can only plan to go viral you don't you never yeah. know when it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah it, it definitely it, it like you said it i rather get one of two people who are like who would genuinely be interested in our project than you know the 200 that just had to join to enter whatever the hell and they're probably never even look in the discord again because they didn't win the giveaway right or the twitter Exactly. Speaking, speaking of which, if any of our listeners do want to come up and uh, ask uh, LSE some questions, uh, this yeah. is the time to do so. But uh, yeah, and and definitely, I mean, yeah, come up here and ask. But that's what we try to aim for on this on this podcast with Kyobos, right? Is I I like to listen to other uh, spaces go, and I've tweeted about it, like the influencers. Like it's just when I go in those spaces, I I genuinely think I lose IQ. Like what they're talking about is just not, it just seems like it's me and my buddies at a bar, like just talking bullshit. That it's not genuine, like information where people can learn. Yeah. You guys run it very similar to me. I felt the same way. So it's like when I come into a space, like I, I have like a new flow chart now. So for anyone out there in the audience who's looking to host their own spaces or bring some advice back to your project, like listen up to this, like structure it. You know, create a set of questions that you pre-publish for, like, uh, the person that you're bringing on to interview over time. Like, the worst thing that can happen is that the conversation goes dull. And not everybody that you bring up is going to be that that beer at the bar A-type bro. So you want to be able to, like, you know, create interesting prompts and discussion topics for those introverts. You know, you want to bring out the best in each person that you bring onto that space because that's how everyone's going to win. Um, also like you never want to talk to nobody. It's okay. Like we said, to talk to a couple people, but like, if you're going to invest the time to do a Twitter space, pre-promote it, put together custom graphics, like work with the, the DAO that you're going to, to talk with, to, to get their media kit, have your artists like design up a banner. It takes them 20, 30 seconds. It's worth your time. So like it was, I, I love what you guys are doing because like I took the exact same mentality as like. There needs to be more structure to these things because then other people who are just coming on to the NFT space, like they go into one spaces and they're like, Hmm, that was a strange experience. I don't think I'll go back and do that. But like, I mean, I had a kid who came in, it was his first NFT project to our fewest talks the other day. And he asked questions to Marky and me for 30 minutes over time. And we stayed and we educated him and we answered his questions and he threw out some really tough ones, but like, he joined the discord and he connected me with a friend who was also a marketer and like that's how you build things like don't just wing it plan yeah. for success definitely and i don't think i sent you our questions that we sent out before but we send questions out too i think it's I good i didn't need them man i knew i got yeah, a good vibe from it yeah, no. <laughs> yeah we, we definitely I, I mean we'll send out the questions but i always tell people this is just kind of a gist of what we go over it's not really like we don't stay structured or scripted but because most times you know you just get good questions good flows going but like say so yeah when i join other space i mean even i feel sorry for some projects that go on like the bigger influencers and yeah there's three seven hundred people 
or whatever on there, but they get maybe 15 to 20 minutes tops to, to like talk about their project and they're on there for two, three hours. That's not, not feasible. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it. Nah, I love, that's why it's like, I feel like if you're going to bring a bunch of like sub DAOs onto a project, like don't talk about the projects. Don't use it as like a shell time. Just get, uh, get like a brain trust together and talk about a topic. Like, how can we improve transparency in the Solana space? Like, how can we improve the underlying governance structures of DAOs? Like, what's the best way to market a project authentically? Like, all these are great topics that you could bring a brain trust of six, seven different DAOs in. But no one wants to listen to, like, a half-assed shark tank of, like, (laughs) like 15 (laughs) minutes of every project, like pitching yeah, the same script definitely. over and over and at least i yeah, don't want to me and so. Mello, we're definitely just talking about that last week about maybe like starting to have those like just conversations you know like we said earlier just conversations you know you when you get smart people in the room you guys conversations just kind of go right for sure it, it, it doesn't have to be like i mean there's something for everybody dgens we have real authentic things to talk about outside of like intellectual conversation like let's have a whole ass space where we just talk about video games you know like they're real authentic people like building real authentic communities and clubs one of the interesting things that i constantly like challenge people anyone i talk to is like people will talk i'm creating a brand-based nft project and by definition as a marketer an nft or, or a brand rather has to have an underlying product or service that's being branded it's it's in the definition so like when you ask yourself like what a lot of these nft projects are what what are they branding a lot of times it's an exclusive club or community part of fearless bulls is doing that so it's like if you're part of an exclusive club like what is that club interested in what do you guys talk about you know what what common interests do you share why do you want to be a part of that club in the first place and so it's like you can't arrive at that by being a copycat project and just doing what you see Decods do or posting what you see like Soulport Tom throw up um, on Twitter. It's just not going to happen for you. We don't have enough space within the Solana ecosystem for a thousand projects that operate just like Decods does. You have to find like what makes your community real and authentic and like focus your conversations and topics on, on that. Yeah. And definitely like a, a bear market like this, we'll get rid of a lot of those <laughs> those ones that weren't genuine. Yeah, shake them out and come back stronger. That's why like, I, I, I haven't dropped a bead of sweat this whole time. And I know a lot of people are like a lot more over-invested. Um, and, and maybe, you know, I feel for them. I hope everybody's making good financial decisions that the money that you've lost in the market recently is money you can afford to 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 lose but the pendulum always swings in both directions it doesn't go up forever and it probably won't go down forever if it's here to stay and so yeah i i have a really positive outlook that this has maybe been a good catalyst for the market and shit i don't think i've ever paid over 10 soul for an nft and i might be buying myself an smb this week (laughs) (laughs) What a guy just <laughs> just comes on the spaces and says, "I'm gonna buy an SMB." Right. I, like, screw it. it feels right. Like I said, hopefully they don't drop in price, but Slaughter raises the price. I it's so I don't spend my money. I mean, the guys who bought it must have seen something. They, you can't, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't like discount 
the amount of risk that 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 new team of founders has like taken on or or the incredible amount of like human spirit and coordination it takes for those guys to like come in and buy it out and and transition like a community or a group of people like that's a very tall tall task um so kudos to them for even trying to take that on that's it's wild to me we're really we're really bullish too though we're interested to see what happens so and like I said, at least for me, like at the very like least, I mean, yes, of course you could always lose money, but I don't mind if the floor price goes up or down or kind of just stays where I bought it. But hopefully Solana goes up and, you know, if I ever do sell it, it's just worth more that way. And kind of use it as a tool for, for like, you know, to get into that DAO and connect with those type, you know, those individuals and network. For sure. I think SMB is definitely a good one. Um, I like, I mean, a couple other DAOs like in that topic I like. We like Ghost Kids. We think that DAO is really cool. Monkey Baby Business is amazing if you can afford to to pick up a couple. Like, absolutely sick brain trust of really intelligent people. And even it's worth just to be in their Discord and look at the announcements and see the things they're building. Very bullish on those guys. Pumas, like we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, just to, just to name a few, Dgen Apes is really nice, has a really nice DAO as well, community in terms of people who like educate and talk about things. So, if you're looking for alpha, and you're willing to to, to maybe branch outside of that ten soul box, those are all places <laughs> that are definitely worth. All right. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you for joining us today. And Melon, do, uh, do I do I get some uh, money to you know hire a, an advisor for myself? Bro, you're getting an SMB. You're gonna get freaking visors <laughs> I need, I need, <laughs> just for being I a need, part of that. Now. <laughs> no, no, I need LSC's uh, advice for what I gotta turn into you this week. <laughs> oh, I, gotcha. do I, do I, I got budget? you, bro. Free of charge. <laughs> do, just do me up, man. This one's on the house. <laughs> there you go. No, but hey, thank you for coming. Like you said, um, if we do just like kind of do those um, fireside chat or just you know just hang out chats, I'd definitely invite you know love to invite you back. That was fun today. For sure. Yeah, let me know, especially me individually. Like, hit me up on Discord. Even if it's outside of Fearless Bulls after hours, I'm happy to join you guys anytime. Yeah, we're um, definitely going to turn, turn something like that. Yeah, I know we're, we're booked out for a few weeks, but I definitely want to give you guys the chance to come back in and, and tout your stuff for the Fearless Bulls community. I, I really appreciate you guys giving me the time and, and this platform today. So thank you. Cool. Yeah, thank you. And before we go... Um, like I said, you guys do have the PFPs coming out, but any closing statements or anything you just want to put out there? Because I do uh, record these and they will be up on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, guys. I mean, the salon space is here to stay. Uh, you know, stay the course, be bullish, be fearless, and uh, it's all going to work out for us. We're all going to make it together. So thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you for that. I actually got to go run to the bank and go buy my, put my money in for my salon to buy. We'll see. Enjoy your SMB, sir. I might have a new PFP. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody. That was another episode of Trial by Fire. And that was, we had Fearless Bulls on today. That was a great conversation. And if you like what to talk about, go check out their Discord and go buy one of the NFTs. But, guys, as always, stay safe. Later. Bye. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Kaibu Genesis Trial by Fire. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please check out our socials down in the description. And as always, stay safe, friends.